0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantabulous episode of Phil and the Mike. I, as always, am Darren Michael, and with me, my trusty sidekick, my companion, my partner in crime, and the recently announced new face of Mr. Clean, Mr. Phil Calise.
1: <laughs> that might be the most accurate
0: description you've, <laughs> you've come up with yet. <laughs> but does, doesn't yeah. Mr. Clean have like a, like a huge hoop earring, though? No, that's Mr. T, Mr. Clean. Are you Sure, Mr. Clean doesn't I have know. the beard. I,
1: I, I don't know either. Uh, no, Mr. I, Clean, Mr. Clean is like he's like supposed to look Mr. Spick and Span, like he keeps everything tidy. No, he's got no, that shiny no, head.
0: No, no, Spick and Span is another product. All right, what's Mr. Clean? Mr. Mr. Clean, Clean is the product, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's the. Well, that's right. That's right.
1: It's it's all it's all in the uh, the family of uh, cleaning products.
0: It's all in the cleaning product family. I, all right.
1: H- how you doing, my friend? It's only
0: been a, about. Less than two full days since last book. <laughs> I know this is a quick turnaround uh, you know what i it, it's fun it's fun i mean listen if we if we could do this every day we we would, but like you said, with day jobs, you just can't so yeah, man until like like I tell everybody every single time you got to just tell people tell every all your friends, your neighbors, your teachers, your people that you like people you don't like, tell your grandparents i mean. My God, anybody. anybody
1: how, about the, how about this? Let's add, tell, tell the protesters, tell the anti-protesters. <laughs> <laughs> tell,
0: <laughs> you, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's really funny, and I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, in Louisville, I saw, you know, they pulled up a U-Haul, some, uh, a U-Haul truck with a bunch of signs and everything, and somebody pulled out a fill in the mic sign, and they were holding it up. <sighs> so that was, uh, that was pretty cool, man. That was some good PR. There's
1: no such thing as bad PR, by the way. We'll take any PR.
0: Yeah, any PR is good PR. That That's great. You know, that actually brings up a great a great idea, man. Next time they protest in Atlanta, I'm going to go down there with my fill in the Mike uh, sign.
1: That's and... what we should be doing. We should oh. be finding the next protest and just go in there in all clothing that says fill in the Mike.
0: <laughs> hats, anything we can
1: get, signs. We just start walking around. Maybe a big court case breaks out. We go down there with a uh, sign and start marching around. <laughs> <laughs> that's going that's going viral in a different <laughs> way that's that's the non-social media viral we'll do
0: it the old school way that's right they'll be like wow everybody's got these relevant signs except who the heck are these two guys exactly hey. Hold up a fill in the mic sign <laughs> who, I, I somebody know. i
1: guarantee you some people go check it out it's kind of catchy somebody's <laughs> gonna go check it out
0: come on i like it i like it i like it i got to uh I got to tell you a little story about something that happened today. I thought this was, I thought this was kind of funny. I think you probably get a joke, a chuckle out of it. So today was the girl's actual first physical day of school. You know, they've been going to school now. for— Oh, is it? Oh, big day. Yeah. So this was like five weeks, but you got to remember, I mean, it's, it's, it's very strange. So, so according to, I guess, alpha alphabetically, maybe, you know, they have people going and it's it's phase one and phase one is you go one day a week. So that lasts this week and next week. And then the following two weeks, you go three days a week. And then after that, you start going five days a week. It's the it's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, you know. But anyway, so so Brooke had a lot of homework last night. She went to sleep really late. She had to get up early. She got up at like 630 and her friend's mom was driving her and her friend's older sister was. Was uh, was already in the school, so she was helping them around. You know, this was her first year of high school, so this was this was pretty exciting. So, she figured out where she was going, and I asked her how the classes were, and she said it was fine. She, she's like, you know, it's it was just like being at virtual virtual school. You know, I mean, there was a camera there, and the, the 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 teacher was teaching. And I said, what about the classes? And she goes, Well, I had seven classes, and she said, in four of them, uh, I made up fifty percent of the whole classroom. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So in four of her classes, there were there was one other person in her class with her. And, she, and I and I was so I was laughing. And I was I thought that was the funniest thing. And she goes, you think that's funny? She went to she went to uh, to, to school with her friend Claire today, her best friend. And uh, she thinks she, she's like, you think that's funny? Claire had a class where she was the only person in the class. Oh, my God. So it was so funny. So so anyway, so I thought that was hysterical. But then she goes to uh, she goes to dance. She hurt her knee. So she can't do dancing. So she just has to sit there and watch and try to learn these moves because she's been out for the last couple of days trying to trying to recover. And so I get there a little bit early. I think she was done at nine. So I get there at like 10 of nine. And I got a parking spot literally right in front of the classroom because they've they got some outside windows to the classroom. So you could just see in. And uh, and I'm just sitting there watching her. She's sitting there against the wall. And I just see her head just constantly just bobbing you know the head bob like you keep falling asleep the girl she just could not keep herself awake and uh, so she gets in the car I was making fun of her and and it's literally a 7 minute drive and by the time we got home she was asleep it was just the funniest thing <laughs> ever so so man talking about a talking about a rough day talking about a rough day but I thought that was uh I thought that was pretty pretty funny so uh so so it's <laughs> so all good stuff all good stuff did you did you have any uh any baseball today uh does it yes
1: yes i did i was gonna make a i was gonna make a joke out of that statement uh yes yes i do there's you no there's no I, there's no day i don't have baseball my schedule it, is either all-star crazy. game travel
0: game practice all-star game travel game practice rinse repeat do it again yeah you know you know i feel like i have to put you on the spot though you told me you told me a funny story this morning and I, I feel like I, the more that oh. I was thinking about it, the more I realized you, you got to tell you got to tell everybody this this story. I thought it was pretty funny.
1: All right. So um, let's see. So my my wife is also sort of our our travel team, you know, like um, I guess you would call her the the mom of the group. Like she's kind of like does the, the team mom, but she also. Does some of the fundraising because you know with travel it's 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 fairly yeah. expensive so we try to sure. offset some of the costs and then I even have like a videographer slash media person which is another mom this is taken oh off God. like like hotcakes right but um, my my <laughs> wife handles a lot of the fundraising and the the logistics of such things so. Right. We decided to do a fundraiser where we would um, we would contract out a woman who makes some shirts and put on all of our team logos and all that fun stuff, a lot of personalization. Yep. So we, we ran the gamut. We sold shirts. We sold tumblers with our team logo, all this good stuff. So the shipment comes in, and actually one of the other moms goes and picks it up. And it's a bit of a hike. She goes and picks it up, but they were on back order for some stuff. So right um it fast forward to uh, the other day my wife in passing goes oh I gotta go pick up the rest of the stuff came in it's hard to do you know because she's homeschooling the kids and how do you sneak out because it's like a 50 minute ride one way so you're dealing with you need a couple hours round trip so I said innocently enough in passing no problem I'll get up early (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'll go do it. No big deal. I was like, I'll leave by about six forty-five in the morning and I'll still be able to get back to start my day at pretty much the normal, normal morning time. Right. So no problem. She goes, okay, great. She goes, the, uh, she goes, the woman will probably leave the stuff since you're coming early. She'll, she'll probably leave it somewhere. Uh, or you might have to knock on the door depending on how early it is. So I said, no problem. So I, tr- I trek there. It's a good, like I said, 50 minute ride. And, uh, I pull up to this woman's house and she has like a pretty big front porch and I don't see anything. And it's before eight in the morning. So you get that feeling of like, am I going to go knock on somebody's door before eight in the morning? <laughs> I'm calling my wife. She's not picking up the phone. Yeah. Matter, matter of fact, I actually lost the address halfway there. My, my oh, map, geez. my maps deleted on my phone. So I'm calling her to try to like, say, what's the address. She doesn't pick up the phone. Cause right. she never picks up the phone if I actually need her. So, uh, <laughs> So sorry, dude. So, uh, so she doesn't pick up the phone. She doesn't pick up the phone. I say, all right, let me get out of the car. I get out of the car. I walk up this, this, this. Uh, walk up to the front of the house. I don't see anything. All of a sudden, in my periphery, I see what looks like maybe one bag that you would see, like the person left out for trick or treating, like for the kids that come too late. Like, right. uh, just take the stuff on your own. Don't bother me. Yeah. And I look over, <laughs> and I'm like, it's three tiny bags. It didn't look – I was like, we could have shipped this for $20 to the house. Seriously. So I'm like, I'm like what am I doing driving two hours round trip for this, this little bag? So oh I get in the God. car. Of course, like 20 minutes into my ride back, she calls me. She's like, hey, what do you need? I'm like, what do I need? If I needed something, I'd be dead by now waiting on you. I said, what do I need? I said, you sent me 50 minutes away to pick up like a trick-or-treat bag with like a few things in it. I was yeah. like, this is not a good business model. This is not a good business model. It's not a profitable business model for the travel team. But well, we had a laugh. We had a laugh. It was funny. But I was like, uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's
0: about it. You probably spent $20 in gas just trying to get there. So.
1: Exactly. It was, a, it was a push, and I wasted two hours. Maybe oh, it was a push. Maybe. So,
0: that's, anyway, you know what really you funny. know what today is?
1: As we speak. What's today? There's, a, there's an NFL game
0: on, which means it is NFL preview day. What, what channel is the Thursday night game on?
1: Oh, well, when the Miami Dolphins play the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's yeah. on
0: the Nobody Gives a Crap channel.
1: Uh, no, I guess the NFL Network or, yeah, NFL Network probably.
0: I, you know, it's funny. I, I don't even get the NFL Network. I thought everybody got the NFL Network. It doesn't come with my cable.
1: Um, It does. No, it doesn't. Well, you need to upgrade the package, Mr. Michael. <sighs>
0: <laughs> what do you got down in atlanta what kind of uh you know what, what i uh, you, know, what you, know what, you know what i i uh i've got uh i bet you A- have the
1: S- i bet you they give you the sec network for phrase introduction oh in
0: i'm sure i'm sure i think i've got uh attu verse that's what <laughs> it, it, it 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 sucks it really it really sucks but you know it's like one of those things where they install it and then it's then you got all your stuff on the dvr and you're like uh ah, i'll just i'll just deal with it but so I'm just dealing with it, but but it was funny because I was about to say, you know, yeah, I could upgrade it. All I need to do is get rid of my my cleaning people that come, and then I, I totally forgot my really funny story. Oh, so you know, I always love to mess with the cleaning ladies, and Trisha always gets angry at me. So uh, she she's like, you know, she's like, bring a you know, bring a we're out of toilet paper in our in our master bathroom, so put a new roll up there. So I so I did. So I you know, I grab it, I put it in and uh and we've got like this uh this basket, uh in the in the little we call it a toilet closet it's got it's like its own separate room for the toilet and uh thank God for tricia so uh so I took like the empty roll and i i put it underneath this basket I just threw it under there and put the basket back down and it's you know it probably has twenty magazines in it, so it's it's not like it doesn't weigh anything i mean it's got a little bit of of uh what so uh you know i i was so excited i came back home after you know uh it was it was actually yesterday when they did it i came back home that night and I'm t- i totally forgot about it and uh and i'm about to use the bathroom and i'm like there's something i wanted to do <laughs> and i'm like oh that's what it is so i so i lifted up the basket and miraculously hallelujah it was gone Oh, jeez couldn't believe it so they actually moved something to clean the floor. I was, I was so excited about that. Anyway. anyway I, so, I just, so now
1: there's, so now they're going to ask for a raise next week. They've been doing a lot of heavy lifting. So that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything. So yeah. So let's, let's move on and talk some football. You know, let's I was, uh, I, listen, there, there's, there's some really fun stuff I think we can talk about with NFL. So let's go with, uh, let's go with college first. And I just wanted to, I wanted to start off by by talking to you about the old cupcakes cuz you know you know that's like my hot button. I just I can't stand it. And 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 you you figure okay, you know what? Because of this this condensed season, you know, some of the bigger conferences like like the SEC for example, they're only playing in conference games.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: we agree that the SEC is is pretty much the best conference, which is which is universally thought of i think pretty much every Uh, year that's you know you know
1: you and i are going to butt
0: heads on this all right all right they're the the
1: best conference at the top but they got the same crap at the bottom
0: that everybody else has. that's true well anyway anyway so so that kind of that kind of brings up my point i decided to look at at some of these spreads okay and i just wanted to pull i wanted to pull five games in the sec and i just want to talk about their spreads okay all right, so we've great. got, we've got Florida, 13 and a half favored against Mississippi. LSU, 16 and a half favored versus Mississippi state. Okay. These are, these are in conference games. UGA favored by 27 and a half versus mm-hmm. Arkansas, Alabama favored by 27 and a half versus Missouri. Okay. That's not even the biggest spread. All right. Texas A&M, is favored by 31 points over Vanderbilt. All right, so five interconference games, all at least two touchdown favorites.
1: Do you right? know what? Do you know what the toughest the toughest game on Alabama's schedule is this year? Or you know you know what the toughest thing Alabama's going to face this year? What? COVID. That's what they're going to yeah. face. That's yeah, it. The only thing no stopping problem. Alabama is COVID. Uh, you know yeah, and, that speaks. So so I think. So you can look at it either it's way, crazy. right? It's just crazy, so yeah. When, when you get that kind of um, disparity in – because we know Vegas is spot on with these spreads, right? We always joke about it. Oh, yeah. It, but they're oh, spot yeah. on. Usually, I mean, you, you look at – you usually, right? They're, they're great at it. Uh, they're, yeah. they, they've made a couple trillion in the, over the years on it. Um, yep. it I think it – you know, you can – I guess you can go either way with it. You could say, well, the top of the SEC – and we know the top of the SEC is the best in football. It's the – you know, it's the premier yes. – It's really like everything else. It's led by Alabama. Everyone else ebbs and flows. Alabama is the consistent top dog, right? LSU has their moments, but they Uh also have plenty of, you know, three and four loss seasons. The Florida Gators have their moments, but they have plenty of three and four loss seasons, you know, sprinkled in Georgia as well, right? So it's, it's Alabama that's consistently at the very top. One, two in the country. So, of course, number one in the SEC most years. Then you have that nice three, four teams led by LSU, Auburn, Florida, Georgia. Yep. And then it falls off a cliff. And so the people that don't like the SEC will say, well, look, the bottom is complete trash. I mean, the Vanderbilt's of the world, the Mississippis, the Arkansas, the Kentuckys for the most part, most years. I mean, historically, these are these are these are doormats. So when you can get that kind of disparity in spreads in conference, yep. you know, that, that's probably, it's probably like everything else, a combination of the two. The top of the SEC is strong. The bottom of the SEC is as weak as any of the bottom of any of the Power Five conferences. And so you get those kind of lopsided games, which let, it lends credence to your argument about the cupcakes. If you got two or three in your own conference, you really don't belong playing them at a conference.
0: Exactly. There you go. So, there you, go.
1: you know, that's fair. I mean, it is fair. Now, I guess the SEC argument would be, you know, on any given, you know, on any given year, Kentucky's a decent team. You know, Arkansas has had their moments, but they've been really sure, down sure. for a while. Uh, you know, so, you know, um, Missouri has been mostly, you know, pretty bad. Vanderbilt's been pretty bad consistently. Yep. I'll tell you, the team, if you're going to look at the SEC and decide if it's got some balance to it or not, it usually comes down, and right now, and for probably the last decade, it hasn't been a good program, but it, it yep. used to be. Tennessee. Tennessee could yeah. be a nice six, seven team in the SEC or even like yep. a fifth, sixth team, but they've been so bad for so long that they've really kind of, there's no, there's really no like middle of the road SEC team. I feel like it's, it's like, you know, the top few, and then it really yeah. is pretty bad after that. Well, but, you know,
0: uh, you, know. The, you know, but the, here here's the thing though, looking at it from from a recruiting standpoint, okay? You know, you know how these big teams, I mean, you've got to be the best of the best of the best to get on the field with these guys. I mean, you know, they they attract such incredible talent. Wouldn't you want to play for like an Arkansas knowing that you're going to probably get the chance to play sooner. You're going to play against these big schools, so you're still going to get the exposure, but you're going to have the opportunity to 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 play. I mean, don't, don't you think they would be able to attract better players just because of the conference they're in?
1: Well, I mean, I think they do, right? Because if you look, if you look at the NFL draft every year, it's yeah. littered with SEC players, and then oh, I'm just from is. Alabama and Georgia, and you know, you know, they. I mean, they really do produce a ton of NFL players across the board in most of those SEC schools. Um, I do think it's a fair argument to say why would you want to you got to realize if you're going to any sec school on a full ride you were the best 2 you're one of the best two or three players in your high school most likely the best kid in your high school so why would you want to go to alabama to be the obvious third or fourth string linebacker to start your career when you could maybe start or be like right there to get on the field at you know kentucky or tennessee or pick pick your school so i do think that's fair um and I think, you know, I, I think the prestige of going to a few of the upper echelon teams is, is a pull. I yeah. think the idea that some of these kids look at these Kentuckys of the world and these Arkansas of the world as such laughing stocks, they don't want to be the kid who goes there to try to turn it around. So I think some of it is a little bit of uh, that, yeah. you know, I don't want to be the one that starts the trend to turn the program around. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a few things, I think, you know, but but the SEC is great. I mean, listen, I know. When you look at all the other conferences, I think the Big Ten is probably number two.
0: Yeah, I agree Because of its depth.
1: Because I think the Big Ten has you know more teams than the ACC does, right, from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, I think the ACC could be the clear number three, provided one thing happens. Miami and Florida State get good and stay good at the same time.
0: Uh, if, you're if, you're ask, you're asking well, a lot out of the ACC well and if,
1: if Miami and Florida State I mean you realize Florida State is really Ohio State for the last 30 years they've <laughs> just no but I mean they've just fallen off but Florida yeah, State yeah. I think had the longest run of top five finishes in the AP poll they were something like 25 years in a row I see, yeah was, I agree with that it was I something agree. staggering I mean Florida State was a model of consistency as a top program they so with Clemson's they emergence in the last decade, if Florida State and Miami could get back to what they were, I mean, that's a heck of a top three.
0: Well, you're you're asking a lot. Well, you're asking you're asking a lot. Um, you know, but listen, we'll see, because, you know, you never know what to make of the Big Twelve.
1: I mean no, nah, that's gar it's a garbage conference though. I mean it, they they
0: they don't play I mean I mean the Big Twelve you, you know you can't you can't play defense. They, they say, don't okay, play
1: defense. And if you look like I my problem with the Big Twelve is it's, it's 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 it doesn't translate in the NFL. It just doesn't. It it doesn't for a lot of positions. It's just it's a tough it's 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 such a scheme and matchup. The quarterbacks oftentimes yeah. are, are are you know thrown to receivers that are open by 14 yards like oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. like it's like a game I mean I don't and I don't love the 6347 games like
0: I'm just I don't it's, know it's a lot of points yeah and it's yeah. it's just too much it's too much I mean it's good if you're betting on the over like every time but the over right. <laughs> I mean some of those games you know like like you saw the over under was like 80 points I mean it's like wow <laughs> you know that's
1: well they all are for the for the Big 12 right it just it tends to be the case so yeah, listen, I, it'll be interesting to see. And I think the late breaking news was magically now the Pac-12 has decided to play fall football.
0: Didn't so, see that coming.
1: Wow. Uh, so, you know, it, it was <laughs> way too dangerous. It was yeah. way too dangerous. And now no real data has changed since they all declared it the most dangerous thing to possibly do. Yep. And now they're all going to play. And it's, unbelievable. and it's annoying to me because I get the feeling that they're going to allow the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to play seven and eight-game seasons yep. and still be considered for the playoff.
0: No doubt about and it. And
1: to me, if I'm the other three conferences that stuck their neck out way ahead of it when the other two conferences decided to put their tail between their legs and, and, and punt on the season, yep. I wouldn't just let them automatically in. You can't play two and three less games and be considered equal to a team playing 10 and 11. So well, you know, you know, I what? would, I would be, I would be pissed. I'd say either expand the playoffs, or you guys aren't getting in. Well,
0: yes and no. I mean, if if Clemson is, is slated to to play tw- ten games this year, they're not going to play ten because the Citadel doesn't count. So it, it's probably closer than you think. Just uh, saying. It's just, just saying. It's. Just, it's, just, it's <laughs> It's the principle of
1: it, though. It, you know, I, they, I, listen,
0: I hear you. I, I, I don't I don't disagree. I don't and disagree. I'm fine.
1: Listen, it's COVID occurred, and if we want to give the Pac-12 and the Big Ten a pass and say they ran scared and then they basically ran back towards the money because that's what they did, and they got tons of pressure from alumni and parents and all the rest of it, and and the student student athletes, the student athletes, you know, led the charge. They were basically like, "Wait a second, I'm Justin Fields at Ohio State. How yeah. can how can I yeah. watch?" You know Notre Dame play. How can I watch? You know right. Pitt, Pittsburgh play. All these other teams in my surrounding area, and we That's can't right. play. So they exactly did lead, right. the kids. Did lead the charge. But I guess my thing is, you know what? Let's just for one year. Let's not let, let let me take a step back and say everybody can qualify. Your seven game season, your eight game season, your ten game season, no problem. Yep. But expand yep. expand the playoffs for one year. Expand Listen, the
0: playoffs.
1: That way, you don't have an issue if seven and zero Ohio State can be put in the playoff, you put them in, but you got to make it an 18 playoff. You got to make it something where, you know, a one loss SEC team who finishes second doesn't get left out to a seven and Ohio state team.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, so you got to be fair about
1: it. So it's not a bad call. Let's see if they move the needle. The college football is usually the most rigid stuck in the mud um, organization. Yeah, so let's is. see. Let's see if they decide, you know what, to be a little agile and to see if they make sense of something and uh,
0: do the right thing. We'll see. No, I agree. I agree. I got I got three SEC questions for you and uh, you could just kind of give me your your quick thoughts on these. And I can I can tell you how I feel. Alabama. OK, they actually recruited the number one quarterback out of high school last year. I, I couldn't even tell you his name, but he's supposedly really, really good. And, uh, but they're, they're going with Mac Jones and, uh, you know, Mac Jones is the guy that came in for Tua last year when he was yep. injured. And, uh, the one thing I could, I could say about him is in their bowl game, he threw for what? 325 yards and three touchdowns. So the guy's not a slouch. I mean, but, uh, I mean, what do what do you think about it? What do you think about him? You th- I mean, obviously he's not going to be able to, he's not Tua. He's not going to be Tua, but he, and he doesn't need be, to be
1: right. I mean, think about it in all of Alabama's in all of Alabama's championships. Yeah, they had, they had game managers. Yeah, they, they've never. I mean, they have stud receivers, stud offensive line, stud running yeah. backs. I mean, the Nick Saban has a pretty simple philosophy: pre, pre Tua, and yeah. pre a lot of what LSU was able to do last year. But but historically, Saban's been don't screw up the game, kid, the quarterback. You know, yeah. don't screw up the game. Make the yeah. right decision. Hand the ball off. We have the best offensive line in football almost always. Huh. And historically, yep. Yep. they've had, you know, littered with NFL defensive players. So yep. they could win the game nine different ways. Now, yep. I think Saban bringing in some different offensive coordinators, modernized his game plan, modernized the system. I think they were a little worried that they were losing recruits because their system wasn't very fun and it yep. wasn't very pro style offense. So I think and then they bring in a Tua who can do it all. Um, yep. And so they, they loosen the reins, but I wouldn't be shocked if Saban, if he doesn't think Matt Jones can do some of that stuff, I wouldn't it's be shocked that. if Saban reverted back a little bit to run the ball, play defense, you know, safe plays. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and listen, I think they're so far and away the best team in terms of the depth this year and yeah, what crazy. they have that uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you give it to the true freshman who makes a big mistake. I think you give it to the veteran who yep. can manage the game and, and that should be good enough.
0: Well, it, and it should be. I mean, the guy's got so many weapons; it's it's unbelievable. What do you think about uh, LSU's star receiver Jamar Chase? I mean, you I mean, know, he's a he's a. I mean, listen, he could have he could have come out last. Actually, I don't know if he was old enough to come out last year. I'm not sure if he's a junior or senior this year, but he's a freaking monster. He yeah, was uh, absolutely listen,
1: monster. LSU is loaded. Um, they're loaded now they have the one receiver decide that he's not gonna they, they had three or four guys when co- with all COVID going on that opted out um, I they were my team that I said is going to fall off this year so I'm definitely sticking to that um, I, I it's a tough conference and I think they have a combination of way too many kids to the NFL draft and then three or four other kids opted out this year I think they take a pretty considerable step back but they still have remnants of a national championship team, including Jamar chase, who's a stud yeah. and they're still going to be good. And they're going to be confident because they just want a title. I just yep. think, I just think they take a, you know, a step and a half back and they finish in, you know, in the teens in terms of the ranking this year, but it's, you know.
0: it's, it's tough to replace a quarterback that just had a, a, a season. I mean, a, a season for the ages. I mean, it's unbelievable what, what Burrow did last year. So to replace that is, is going to be virtually, I mean, it is, it's impossible. You you can't replace that production um but yeah there are there's still a lot of great weapons there and so so we'll see what happens now the, the, another another thing and this will be my last uh, my last SEC point I'm going to make but but Georgia Georgia is still a highly ranked team and it's unbelievable to me because they actually return two offensive starters that's it just two and as of today they have not even named their starting quarterback yet well wow. yet I mean, I mean, are you, I mean, are you telling me that they are that loaded with 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 their backup players from last year that they're you know four touchdown favorites over Arkansas?
1: Oh well, Arkansas is that bad, which is why I think Kirby Smart could quarterback this week, and they, yeah, but is they
0: is, is yeah, but is Georgia going to be that good with all of this unproven no uh, this unproven talent that just hasn't played yet?
1: No, I mean, I, I actually think that. Georgia is a bit over you know overranked right now um I would tend to bet that um Georgia's probably the fourth team in the SEC this year I think the SEC probably falls down the line of Alabama Florida Auburn and Georgia fourth um I okay. don't I don't quite think they're as good I think even A&M might be better than them this year because wow. I think it's a combination I think you know the old adage is if you don't if if you have two quarterbacks you don't have any i yeah. think that's not the best sign i also think they lost a ton of talent they lost their offensive line which was their big bread and butter last year they yep. lost their running back um i and i don't think georgia always reloads like some of the other teams so and as much as i didn't love the quarterback and i don't think he's really an nfl quarterback um right. he still was a seasoned quarterback that they got to rely on for 3 years yep. Um, yeah, that's true. And I think they're going to take a bit of a step back with that combination of all those things. They'll still be good, but I don't think they're the fourth team in the country, and I don't think they'll be anywhere near that when it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Good stuff, man. Good, good SEC stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm so, I'm so pumped for the SEC. SEC is playing some football, but you know, now we got to get to our main course, man. We got to get to uh, to a little pro football. And I, I wanted to do something a little bit. Different. There's so many games, and we could sit there and we can go through all of the games, which would take us forever, but. The, the thing that I thought was really, really crazy about this week is, and you may or may not know this, you know, there's six teams, six games right now on the schedule that are, f- that, that the point spread is a field goal or less. I mean, isn't that absurd?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, you get, you get occasional weeks like this. I think it's, it's interesting. I know you and I talked about this, but the, the, the big, Crazy difference about this NFL season is there's no fans really, so right. there's really no home and away. The NFL is probably the one sport where it's a huge thing, home and away. Um, and it I, is, I, you know, and I just you're not going to have that this year. Well, you um, may, you
0: may not have the crowd, but you're still playing on your home your home field, which you're used to, and and I I still think the advantage is definitely not nearly as great, but I still think there is a slight advantage to being home.
1: Yeah, probably like a slight, but I mean, the and you're not, you're now, not traveling.
0: You're not sleeping in a hotel. I mean, you know, so it's, I, I, I think it's just a little bit different.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a little bit different, but like I said, you're not going to be, you know, with deafening noise and you can't get the snap off or the the, the, the fan, you know, the players that feed off the, the home fans in a big spot to make a stop. You know, I yep. think that's the stuff you lose out on. Um, uh, but right. no, it should be a fun week and let's run through. I know, uh, Where do you want to go first? There's four or five
0: games, right? Let's yeah, let's let's talk about tonight's game and it's going on right now. I haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it. So let's just let's just I have no idea what the score is or whatever, because obviously I don't get it on TV. But uh, but Dolphins versus the Jags. Jags are actually favored by three points. And the thing that I find so intriguing about this is that it is that it's actually it's. I refer to this game as the beard versus the stash.
1: Oh, that's right. They got the stash and the beard. Yeah. The no. beard versus the stash. So, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's magic against the Minshew <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: That, you know, it, it's really sad when that's the most exciting thing about a game. You know, wow. Listen, the, the guy's yeah. facial hair.
1: Right. Exactly. Miami versus Jacksonville. Well, listen, I think this game is, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but you know me and we've we've been picking football games together for like a decade. So yeah, I've always yeah. stuck to a few adages. And I think this one rings true tonight, which is simply okay. I never want a bad team. I never want to take a team that's bad and they're favored. Like the Jaguars are a bad team and I don't like the fact that they're favored. So always give me if you got two bad teams, give me the points. So I'll take the Dolphins.
0: See, it's it's. It, it I, 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 mean, I think I agree with you, but, but it's a little bit more, more challenging for me. I think the Jags have played well. I don't think they're as bad. I mean, we all thought he, they were just throwing in the towel. They were tanking. They've played two solid games so far. You know, the stash. I mean, we might make fun of him and laugh at him when we see him, but the guy can play some football. Oh, he's you know, he's all right. Whereas, he's not bad. Whereas, you know, whereas the, the Dolphins just played a really good game. And uh, they hung with, with a tough Bills team, no, they, and, and
1: they hung with a tough Patriot team. So, to me, so, they're they're not your typical zero and two team in terms so, of you know they they played two good games.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I I think, I think that they're that they're starting to believe that they are actually a pretty decent team. Even though they're really not, but I think they believe it. And so you know what I, I think I agree with you. I think the I think the Dolphins are gonna are gonna uh, I, I listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just if they just won this game outright. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't, it, it, I, I'm it, not.
1: I'm not going to take the. I'm never going to take the Jaguars as favorites. You know. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 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 So, so
0: I. I think. I think that's good. So taking them with the points, I think, is is a good move. What about the uh, my surprise team, the Chicago Bears, versus my uh, my now hometown team, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta, who has coming off probably the second most embarrassing loss of their uh, of their. Of their life, uh, first obviously being that Super Bowl, which was pretty sad. Uh, but they are favored by three points against the Bears. What are your uh, What are your thoughts there?
1: You know, these are two teams that will be probably difficult to, to peg all season because I, I actually I'm not a believer in the Bears. I don't like Trubisky. Um, I think in this instance, they'll the Falcons will win the game and cover. I, I'm not like this is not a game I want to run and bet on. Yep. Um, it's not a game I love, but I, the bears are just not that good. I mean, I know they're two and oh, um, if you look at the first game, they beat the Vikings, right. Um, is that the right, who'd they beat in the first, the first week? No, they beat the lions. I'm sorry. They beat, yeah, the, yeah, they lions beat the lions the first week. They yeah, had a comeback yeah. with a miracle comeback yep. and they beat yep. a bad lions team. And then they just, to me, very unimpressive, barely hold on for their life game at home against the Giants, which they didn't score in the second half of that game, basically. That's right. That's and right. the Giants lost Barkley in that game, and the Giants were driving late to beat them in Chicago. Yep. That's not a good sign to me. It's just not a good Bears team. They're 2-0, and but sometimes you got to look within the games. They beat the Lions and Giants, two teams that may not win five games combined, and they needed life and death to beat both of them. Yep. So like, that's not a good sign to me. So I look at a two and O bear team and an O and two Falcon team and yeah. see the Falcons are probably the better team. And so yeah. I'm, I'm okay laying a
0: few points, three points here and
1: taking the Falcons, not a game I'm running to Vegas and betting, but a game I take the Falcons.
0: Yeah. It. you know what? It's, it's a tough call. And I, I actually am going to agree with you, even though I, I, I do happen to like the bears. I still think that their defense is pretty good but Atlanta just they have so many offensive weapons that if Matt Ryan could just could just limit the turnovers or or have no turnovers i think this could be a really easy game for them i do worry a little bit about their their offense and the fact that once they build up a big lead we can see what always happens so <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it does concern me and I do worry about, uh, obviously the, the bears have shown that they can, they can play in the fourth quarter, which, you know, they beat the the lions, as we said, with the uh, Trubisky's three touchdown passes in the fourth. So, you know, it, a backdoor cover does worry me here. And the only thing I can say is I hope that Atlanta gets off, gets up to a big enough lead that they don't blow it because that's <laughs> just what they do. So, so I agree with you there, uh, titans versus the vikings vikings are are favored by two and a half points um and i i just i'm trying to make sense of this i mean does that make any sense to you Uh,
1: yeah i mean listen the vikings have given you nothing to like so far i mean you got to look at it this way if it wasn't the fact that it's the vikings and they've been a good or you know a good team the last few years this spread should be way more for the titans Oh, I mean, there's no it, doubt. The, I mean, the Titans are a team coming off of what an AFC Conference Final. Uh, AFC, you know, they they won a couple games in the playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah, the Titans yeah. can run the ball. Tannehill has left Adam Gase and become a good quarterback. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, um, he has. You know, and Kirk Cousins is coming off of that stat line I read off a few days ago, which was <laughs> one of the worst stat lines. And if you and if you weigh it based on his thirty-three million dollar salary this year, it's the worst performance you could possibly have for thirty-three million. Um, But you know what? The spread should be much higher, which gives me concern. Because another adage I always have with you when we pick these games is Vegas knows something I don't know. So this spread should be bigger. It tells me the Vikings, they want you to bet the Titans. tells me to take the Vikings. So this would, again, not be a game I'd be running to Vegas to bet. But this spread does not make sense. And so I'd go... Opposite of what makes sense because Vegas is makes their money with making you bet stupidly, which is yeah. to say, oh my God, I got to take the Titans. Look at this little spread; they're two and zero, they're zero and two, and yep. then Minnesota comes out and blitzes them, and you go, what the heck happened?
0: Yeah. So I'd yeah. take the it's...
1: Vikings, but it would be based on that logic of Vegas knows more than I do.
0: Listen, that that that's the only logic that would that would even make me take the Vikings. I just I think the Titans are a much better team. I think the Vikings are just are going to show us that they're just not a good team. So I, I, I like the, I like the Titans in this one. I got to be right. honest with you. I'm a, I'm a Tannehill believer. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. All right. <laughs> uh, this, this game, I think is actually, I think, I think they're all interesting, but this game is pretty interesting too. Uh, Rams versus the bills bills favored by two and a half.
1: If the chiefs weren't playing the Ravens, this is the game of the week. Um, Definitely. This is a big time. Listen, but this is, this is a, such a fun game in this regard. Josh Allen is emerging as a as a, you know, top half of the NFL quarterback, maybe even top 10
0: at this point. Surprisingly to you and I.
1: Right. I mean, definitely. Listen, he he's a little bit like a Roethlisberger early in his career, which is to say he's a big, strong kid who's still using his legs. Yep. To set up his arm. Yep. And he's making enough plays on the ground and he keeps defenses honest with his ability to a move around. He's yep. got enough speed to get the big first down. He puts his shoulder down like Roethlisberger used to in his early days, and he's a mountain of a man to bring down. And now he's starting to see with the weapons they've given him that he's now starting to make some plays with his arm as well. Yeah. Um. And the Bills have a good team. I mean, they're just a good, solid team. Yeah. And now you get the Rams, who did they? You know, they had their they had their um their down year off of the terrible Super Bowl loss. And I don't say terrible in that they lost to the Patriots. They didn't. They scored three points in that Super Bowl, and they were just yeah. kind of like, ugh, it was just a bad yeah. Super Bowl.
0: It was they, a bad ha- they had
1: a hangover the next year. There's no other way around it. They yep. did not perform well. Goff was terrible. McVay, the, the genius young quarterback, didn't have a good year. Um, but it seems like early on yep. they've figured something out, and this could be a heck of a clash. I mean, Goff it is playing well. This yep. is a, this could be a heck of a game and I I'll tell you what um I like the Bills but I think this is a heck of a game and I only like the Bills cuz the Rams are coming across country to Buffalo. I don't yep. I don't like it any other way. I mean if it was insane if it was in LA I should say I'd like the Rams.
0: Yeah, I th- I think I think uh I think the Bills have a lot to prove after uh narrowly narrowly escaping the uh Miami Dolphins last week. I think they need to show that they can beat a good team. I think they're going to be uh you know, being at home, I think it's going to definitely be an advantage to them. Um, I mean, the weather's not going to be, not going to be cold, but I'm sure it's going to be more brisk than it would be in, uh, in LA right now. So uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I like the bills. I think they need to show the NFL who they really are. And the best way to do that is by, by beating a a, a good Rams team. So I, I I definitely like that. Definitely like that. Uh, Packers versus the saints saints minus three. Now, I don't know what to think of the Saints. I, uh, Frankly, I don't know what to think of the Packers. I like the Packers here.
1: I, I, So with the Saints, there's a couple things I just jump on. Right now, they're not the same team without Michael Thomas. Correct. It's, it's their big, big weapon. It's Drew Brees' safety blanket. He's not there. He's not playing this week. I, yep. I would bet, I'd bet the house he's not playing this week. He's got a high ankle sprain. They haven't put him on the three-week IR, which is that new thing you can do. But yep. I, I can't see him playing. Um, yeah. Drew Brees is just listen, he's had games like this the last few years where he has these weird stat lines where he can't get that much going and yep. everybody keys in on Kamara and he's the guy you gotta stop on the ground. And I just think Aaron Rodgers has got one great year left in the tank. Um, they're playing well. I I'd take the Packers here. And I actually don't particularly think um I I, I don't particularly think it's gonna be that close.
0: Yeah, I I I kind of agree with you. I think you got you got to ride the Packers. I think they're they're one of the hottest teams in football right now. I don't know what to make of the Saints. I don't know what to make of of, of Drew Brees. I mean, listen, he could, he could and the Saints they they seem like they do this every year. Well, they'll ha- they'll have some bad losses, and you'll think that they're just going to play terrible, and then they go out and they have this unbelievable game, and that could be this one. But I think at this point in the season, I think you got to ride with the hotter team. And I think the Packers are just playing well, and and Aaron Rodgers has that enormous chip on his shoulder, and he's just taking it out on on everybody that that comes across him, and I think he's going to continue to do so. So I think that's a good call. Then we got our game of the week. The last one we're going to talk about is uh, the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Ravens favored by minus three. This is this is it. This is the game everybody wants to watch.
1: This is. Listen, this is an incredible matchup, right? This is the AFC title game we should have had if Lamar Jackson didn't choke up the playoffs. <laughs> That's you right. Know, you know how I feel about Lamar. He's going to start to get a name called play, regular season Lamar versus playoff Lamar. Yep. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure where he's at yet in the biggest of moments in the playoffs. He's obviously yep. not come through in two seasons. I'll give him a pass the first year when he was a rookie and he was just figuring it out. Last year is the MVP of the league, so that you, yep. can't get, you can't give him a pass for last year at all. Um, but I got an interesting thought on this game. I actually yeah. think, I think the Ravens pound the Chiefs this week. You think and so? I think they pound them. That's going to be not a pick you see most people make. But right. I, 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 it comes down to this right now. I think the more motivated team, the team with the chip on their shoulders, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson knows he won yeah. the MVP, but he knows all the accolades are Mahomes. Yep. He know he knows what's being said. He knows that he hasn't won in the playoffs. Yep. He knows Mahomes is the golden boy. Um, and rightfully so, by the way. Mahomes is Absolutely. the best quarterback on planet Earth. Um, but I think the Chiefs, this is what I think happens sometimes. When, you got, when you're the Super Bowl champs, I think you don't necessarily get up for every regular season game. And I think that the motivation in the NFL, I think the talent disparity of these two teams is pretty close. Yep, And I think the motivation is really on the Ravens' side. I think Lamar Jackson has one of those stupid running games. I think he drives the chiefs nuts for four quarters. Um, they got all those running backs. You got, you got Dobbins there now, which I love that draft pick. You got Ingram. Um, you got those receivers that, 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 you know, they, they give you enough on the ground that they start running open, like it's a college game. And, uh, And I think, you know, I think I didn't love last week's Chiefs performance against a pretty average Charger team where they needed a miracle to beat them. And I think that I think the Chiefs are going to be that team that's going to sleepwalk through the season, win 12 games and win it all. But I don't necessarily think they're going to be like a 15 and one in, in, you know, invincible regular season team. So I actually like the Ravens big in this game. Big yeah, meaning, think, big meaning, like you know, thirty-eight, twenty-eight, not not yeah. to blow them out, but yeah, I think like like ten be, points. It's not yeah. going to come down to the last possession.
0: Yeah, you know, what? I I completely agree with you. I I think as of right now, I think the the Ravens are 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 the hottest team in the AFL AFC. I'm sorry, AFC. Um, I think they're they're just they're just playing really good ball, and I think that yeah, like you said, I mean, they they don't they're tired of of the Chiefs being the you know the 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 reigning champs the best team they're, t- they're they're upset that they got they got beaten in the playoffs last year you know they they i'm sure they felt that super bowl should have been theirs they had the mvp the best player in the league they should have gotten to the super bowl and won so i think that they are going to also come out and i think they're going to play really well and uh you know it wouldn't surprise me if 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 this game is is over quickly. You know, I know that the chiefs can put up points in a hurry. I just think the Ravens are going to be so motivated to play. Well, I think they might even win this game by, by two touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, we're, so we're, we're, on, we're on the
1: same page with most of these yeah, games, which means,
0: which means they're all going to be bad picks. So, um, uh, <laughs> I want I you know I wanted to I I know we're trying to we're trying to stay away from this a little bit but I want to talk a little Jets and I'm just going to kind of introduce my my thoughts here really quickly and then you can tell me what what your thoughts are. So the Colts are favored by 11.5 over the Jets and there's just a few things that I wanted to to mention uh before we talk about this and and one is the Jets have three healthy receivers, okay? That's it. Uh Chris Hogan, which we know he played for the Patriots, Braxton Berrios, who I've heard of him, but I I don't know who he is. And then Josh Malone, who, I I mean, he could be on a milk carton for all I know. I have no idea who that guy is. Um, But I thought it was interesting that Chris Hogan has has a total of 209 career receptions. Braxton Berrios, who, as it turns out, is a white guy, which I did not even realize, uh, that went to Miami. So now I'm really confused. Uh, He has 12 career receptions, and Josh Malone has 11. So... (laughs) That's very, very odd to me. Um, But the best thing, the best thing that I heard was somebody was, uh, they were interviewing Adam Gase and they were asking him about the injury replacements. And they said, who are you going to play? And basically his response was, we're going to play whoever has a pulse right now.
1: I would Um, laugh at that if I didn't hate him
0: so much. I mean, (laughs) I mean, does that not tell you everything that you need to know? I mean, I mean, is the season over for the Jets? Is this it? Are they just done?
1: Oh yeah, the season is over. The the corpse is being laid to rest and buried and yeah, they're walking the casket out. It's it's over. It's over for a few reasons. One, they 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 have the the perfect combination of bad roster, even worse luck with injuries. Yeah. So, they have no depth and and they had as many injuries in crucial spots to start the season as you could have. Yep. We know they're thin at receiver, so what happens? Crowder his safety net gone. Yep. Their receiver that they invested a second-round pick in, home run hitting Denzel Mims, gone. And yep. the receiver they got to replace Robbie Anderson. Well, by the way, Joe Douglas, that looks like a terrible mistake because Brashard <laughs> Perryman is gone, hurt. So your starting three receivers are all out. So yep. when you already have a weak receiving core, there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that could look great when their start top three receivers are out. Yep. But when you have the the, the the lack of depth the Jets have, I mean, that's really bad. Um, and then as you know, I, and I agreed with the trade because of Jamal Adams crying his way out of town, yep. you know, you trade your star defensive player and then like what a week later or no, a week before CJ Mosley opts out cause of COVID. So, right. so, you know, your defense took a giant hit with those two guys out. So this is a very bad team. And if you would have just went into the season and said, these receivers aren't going to play the first month of the season and yep. Mosley and Adams are gone. You would have easily been able to argue that they're the worst team in football. And so now you're just reaping that with what that is. They are the worst team in football. They are definitely the worst team in football. And I feel bad for Darnold because he has no chance with this supporting guy.
0: Yeah, it's it,
1: it's no just chance. A... Eleven he... and a half to me is like a slam dunk. Like how how yeah. are they not going to lose 38 to three in this game? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I I I put money on the Jets to lose last week, and I won, and I I actually have already placed my bet for this week, and I'm I'm already counting my money. Um, but let me let me ask you something else. And this this is this is kind of interesting. And I was thinking about this today. You know how when the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees, the Yankees had all kinds of success, and the Red Sox ended up being cursed for a hundred years or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the, the the Darnold trade? Remember we had to trade up to get him. Right? Three second round picks. Three second you, round picks. And we had to exchange a first round pick. Do you know who that trade was with? Yeah, the Colts. The Colts. And do you know who the do you know who the Colts drafted with their pick? Uh, was that the year they took the kid out of Notre Dame, or Quentin, Quentin Nelson? Nelson. Yep, yes. Yep. Who is? Let's just let's just Who's come right out and say it. He's the best guard in football. Oh, he's a stud. Yeah. He is the best. So basically the the Jets got Darnold who, you know, is it his fault? Is it the team's fault? I, you know, I, I I would have to, I would have to lean more towards the team and the coaching and, and what they're putting around him, but he's also, he's not showing me any kind of development. And so is that his, I would have to say part of that has to be his fault, but you yeah, know, I but, mean he's
1: not he's not Lamar, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson in terms of his sheer raw athleticism. He's not gonna take a bad roster and yep. put it on his back with his legs and make plays like like a Lamar Jackson maybe right. could have.
0: But right. I always
1: I like to always just you know, I'm a big I'm not a big Darnold fan, but I'm a big fan of putting ninety five percent of this on the Jets organization coaching yep. staff. I yep. mean, he's on his second head coach in three years which means his second different offense to learn with the worst offensive line last year in NFL history. And now this year they, they obviously improved the line and now he's got the worst weapons in NFL history. I mean, it's hard to put much of this on Darnold, Um, but I liken it to Deshaun Watson for a second. Deshaun Watson comes into the league with stars and, and, and and a pretty star studded cast. He lights the league on fire this yep. year he looks like complete garbage. They traded DeAndre Hopkins, and I hear people that's saying true. like, well, what do you expect? They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, Darnold doesn't even have half the weapons he has right now. That's true. I mean, so it's like, you know, listen, Darnold may, may yeah. be done with the Jets after this year because if they end up being 2-14 and 14 or 1-15, and yeah. 15, they're yeah. probably going to draft Trevor Lawrence, and he's never going to have had a real chance, but that's the way no, the business but I, works.
0: Right, And I, but I, th- I think he might still have enough talent that he could still – he could still compete for a for a job someplace else, and watch him get watch him get out of New York, get a job someplace else, and turn into an all pro. I'm just I'm just.
1: It wouldn't be here. shocking though because he has a ton of talent. They just no, he does. Him no he chance. definitely
0: does. He definitely does. It's just you know you can't. I mean, you're in New York. I mean, what what are you, what are you going to do? And you know the thing that really bothers me with uh, with Quentin Nelson specifically. I mean, you know, as a rookie, he was first team all pro. Okay, so you're talking about mm-hmm. a guy. That is just—I mean—from coming in the league, he is the best of the best of the best. I mean, yeah. I mean, this guy could arguably—and and, listen—I know he's only a few years into his career—but this guy could arguably go down as the greatest guard in the history of of the NFL. I mean, that's that's the kind of talent this guy has. And granted, I know it's early, but if not, he could go down as one of the greatest guards.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, you know, to me, it's just it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. And of course, of course, only the jets would trade the pick. And the guy that the Colts take ends up being one of the greatest guards in history. It's that only happens to the jets. Sounds jet. Like I agree. You know, it definitely sounds jet. Like, so, (laughs) so let's get into our, uh, to our knockout. All right. So I took, I took the Steelers last week. You took the Titans. We both won after a very disappointing week one. So, uh, I believe it is your turn. Is it your turn to go first? No, no it's, it's your my turn. turn your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you'll never guess who I'm going to take.
1: Yeah, I can I can I, I this is as easy of an answer as what you do on Sundays. Go ahead.
0: Just put me down for the Colts.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Just put me down for the Colts. Uh listen, that's fair. I I you don't have to explain. Um I knew you would go there, so uh, i just want to i just want to make sure i'm locked into this yeah i am i'm going to go with um i'm going to go with the bucks over the broncos um, nice nice i i think that you know listen the bucks don't make me i'm not totally in love with the bucks but i think the broncos have a backup quarterback the broncos uh starting receiver their number one receiver's out i uh, this is a, a high i mean the bucks better win this game um this is not a heavy lift to beat a and you know, to beat a very a very mediocre to bad Broncos team. So I'll take the Bucks in the knockout. You got the Colts. Yep. You got you yep. got the gift. Now this is gonna be good. we we thought we'd pick whoever's playing the Jaguars, now it's gonna be pick whoever's playing the Jets.
0: So <laughs> That's exactly so, right. So I'll, 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 have against the Jets. Week, <laughs> I'll have
1: next week's next week's pick against the Jets. So uh, couple
0: a couple other things that I wanted to uh to talk about. One is uh we'll stick with football. My last thing about football, uh the Chargers. You know, they were they were about to play, they about to start their game last week, and I and I always wondered why Justin Herbert was playing. I thought Tyrod Taylor was supposed to play basically the entire season. I'm like, game two, he's already in, that's crazy. But little did I know they were uh, they were administering a pre-game pain injection to him. And the doctor punctured his lung. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it didn't happen to the Jets. And and supposedly um, this does happen. It happens one percent of the time. So you know, I I, I feel really bad. And they they're talking about well, does Tyrod Taylor does he does he does he file some kind of lawsuit against the Chargers? And basically, what they said was, if he if he was told that that's a possible side effect that could that that could happen, then he's got no case. But they're saying he 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 looks like he wasn't told that i mean is that uh, is that just a, a, a crazy freak injury
1: it is unless they determine that the person the doctor that did it uh is related to justin herbert then, yeah, I, then I know I, then I, <laughs> the backup quarterback's uh uncle's the doctor then we got an issue
0: uh, i don't know no, man.
1: I, it's a fluky thing it's unfortunate hopefully he's okay and can bounce back but uh, well, I thought you could do with that.
0: No, I thought that was pretty, pretty crazy. But but the I, I would say the most ridiculous thing I've heard, and, and it's everything that has to do with LeBron James, I think, is ridiculous because I, I just can't stand the guy. But I don't know if you heard this or not, but the Lakers, they actually presented a case to the NBA. So they filed some sort of grievance that LeBron is not getting fouled as much as he should be. They're not the refs are not calling enough fouls on uh, on the other team against LeBron James because in the first two rounds, he's averaging 7.6 free throws a game. And in this round, it's 5.7. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I I don't even know what to say. I mean, this, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Just yeah, not, LeBron. Not, yeah. LeBron, listen, because I know LeBron watch, listens to our podcast. LeBron, retire and just... Go off with Colin Kaepernick and do your thing. All right. Nobody, I mean, we've had enough. We've had I mean, enough. I mean, six, give six me a eight two fifty five 255 complaining about
1: not getting the foul calls. Listen, um, I don't know what to say about that. They're probably going to win the championship. So,
0: yeah, but, yeah, you, but, yeah I, I, but yeah, I, yeah,
1: I mean, I, it's that's ridiculous. They, they, you know, keep that private somehow if you're going to do that. That just feels like it's, that just it feels like a
0: ridiculous thing to do. It really it really is ridiculous. And then I got I got two other things. Uh, you know, th- I, I was reading this today and, and it said Berkeley, first city to ban junk food in checkout lanes.
1: I can't go there then.
0: I'm like I'm like, okay, what the heck does that mean? You know, <laughs> what, what, and So I, I got I started reading the article and it's like okay, you know, when you're in the when you're in the checkout lane and you see like, you know, there's always candy right there, you know, so you make your impulsive purchases. So they, they actually enacted a law saying that you cannot have any junk food within three feet of a checkout lane. All right. Who thinks of these things? That's what I wanted. I mean, you're wasting your time thinking about this stupid stuff. I mean, you got you got they have nothing better to do at Berkeley but to do stupid things like this.
1: Amen. That's all I got to say. That's I mean. if i want cheetos while i'm standing in line i want to be able to grab my cheetos put them in my bag, put them on top of the counter and buy them i don't want to have to go search for them down aisle 11 like come on
0: and then then the last thing that i read one one of my favorite shows i know you asked me about this and i and i told you i watch just way too much tv it's called it's called my 600 pound life oh you watch that I watch it, yeah, oh, stop, I watch it, stop. yeah. You need I actually, help. You need help. I know, I know. And you know what's sad? It's, it's. I find myself cheering no matter what happens.
1: Like I don't even know you, what you're cheering for
0: What does that mean? Like, like, like. You know, they're there, and and it's their it's their story about weight loss, right? And you know, like I I was watching this one a couple of weeks ago, and the guy was supposed to lose fifty pounds in two months. He comes back to the doctor, and he gained one hundred and seven. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's like, and then he and and then and then he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, but I did exactly what you said. I've been eating salad, and I'm like, yeah, you've been eating one meal of salad, but your other twelve meals were McDonald's. All right, so come oh. on, give me a break. I mean, do you know how much you have to eat to gain one hundred seven pounds if you weigh six hundred already? I mean, just oh to God. maintain six hundred pounds, you got to eat like what seven, eight, nine, ten thousand calories a day. I mean, it's absurd. Oh. So. Anyway, anyway, so, uh, you know, so I find myself cheering, you know, it's either I want them to just become like thousand pounders or I want them to succeed and lose all kinds <laughs> of weight, you know, and, and you true. see them both. You see it both happen. And so yeah. so no matter what I win, that's kind of how I look at this. But um, but, you know, they just announced today there was a there was a woman that was on the show, My 600 Pound Life. And she came onto the show weighing 643 pounds. She just died today at age 41. And I'm not going to make uh, light of, of anything. I think that's, no. I mean, when anybody dies, it's terrible, especially at, at such a young age. Um, but the thing that really that really kind of bothered me is that the article had to say, and I quote, the exact cause of death has not yet been made public. Okay. Listen, <laughs> uh, I think I, we have I, a clue. I think we have a clue. It's it, listen, you know what? It, it's horrible, but I I don't think you need to announce why she died. I think we can all kind of figure it out on our own. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> she, she 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 was unable to lose the weight, and her body just couldn't take it. I mean, it it it, it uh, is what it is. What are you What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So oh man. So anyway, so that was uh. That's a depressing one to end on. I don't think we can
1: end on that one. <laughs> that was it.
0: No, but I'm gonna end in. I'm gonna end on one one last thing. One last thing. Do you know who uh, Jason Sudeikis is? Jason Sudeikis is a uh, actor. He is an actor. He is an actor, and he's in, he's in, uh, he's a, a comedic actor. He's in. He's been in a lot of different movies, and I, I actually really like him. He's in a new show on Apple TV, Apple Plus, whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's called. I think it's called Ted Lasso. Okay. And the, the premise of it is he took like a, a really underperforming college football team and he made them into champions. All right. In a ah, couple seasons. Okay. And so what happens is this, uh, this woman, she got divorced in England and her husband owned a football, or as we know, a soccer team. And as part of divorce, she got it. So she, you know, he loved the soccer team more than anything. So she wants to get him back so the only way that she knows how she's going to hire this college football coach that knows nothing about soccer. <laughs> so he comes over and and it's just, it's the funniest, funniest thing. And it's, it's really, it's kind of dry humor, but it is an excellent, excellent show. And, uh, and I love, well I'm like halfway through the season and I am really, really enjoying it. so, the premise is great. I think the acting is great. If you get a chance, I don't know if you have access to Apple TV or not, or Apple Plus, you got to watch it. It's actually, it's actually a really, really clever show, and, and, and I think it's really well put together.
1: I'm going to put it on my list of things that I will not get to, but it's oh.
0: going to get on the list. Listen, I don't watch anything. You
1: heard me. I, I, I'm, forced, I four, I'm five episodes into Cobra Kai, and that's a miracle.
0: So. Well, my my hope is that one of our one of our uh, two listeners, uh, Mom, I, I, if you don't have Apple TV, I'll give you my password. Watches this and can give me some feedback and tell me, Hey, Darren, you know what? You're right. I'm going to start telling all my friends to listen to Fill in the Mic because your reviews of TV shows are spot on.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, somebody who checks out at least episode one of whatever the <laughs> show is. You're gonna have to text me later what it's called again, but that's fine.
0: Okay. all right. Well, well, Phil, listen, man, we've we've done it. We've done an entire episode and we did not get into any politics whatsoever.
1: Straight up sports Thursday. I like it. it. it.
0: It's fun, man. I I enjoy this. And and and, you know, there's a there's a lot going on in politics right now. And and I I got my list of things to talk about. And I'm sure a lot of the stories that are going on right now will definitely progress. And we'll have a lot more to say about them on uh, on Sunday night when we talk next.
1: Well, absolutely. by the time we get together Sunday night, I think uh, Trump will have named uh, his uh, Supreme Court uh, yep. nominee. yep um I'm sure there'll be lots of things that happen over the weekend that we settle in on Sunday night and talk about, and we'll obviously do a little NFL recap, see how we did with some of these picks. yep, so look looking forward to it, my friend. It was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, all good stuff so uh so so great uh great podcast once again. Thank you, everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on Fill in the Mike.